yeah, people are saying that his real hangup is, you know, the Patriots and everything they bring. He's always said good things about the Patriots and and Belichick. And Belichick hasn't even been shy about any of this this week. That's what's weird with it. Like he's not. Yeah, reports that he like the they genuinely want Odell. Like he really wants him. That really shocked me because well, you don't that, hear like, those kind you, of things from Bill. Well, that you you hear like if they express interest, but like he would like when they're talking about bringing in a free agent, da da da. He was like, "Oh yeah, we brought in free agents in the past." Like he's not even being like sarcastic though with it. Like he's just like answering the questions, and they're not. They haven't been shy about their interest in Odell. It's kind of crazy. It is. Which I'm happy for. I'm very happy for. So I, I, think, I hope. I, I think I, we're getting him. I really think we're getting him. And if not, I think he would go to the Chiefs. I don't see why he wouldn't go to the Chiefs, honestly. like They need a number two. Go. They need a number two. You could be with Patrick Mahomes for a while. They could re-up with a contract, probably. I mean, actually, the contract's going to be a little iffy, though. Because the thing with the Patriots is they have money going forward. The Chiefs is going to be hard because they obviously have Patrick Mahomes' deal kicking in. You want to keep Tyreek Hill. You're going to want to keep Travis Kelsey. So you're going to have to let go of Chris Jones on the defense. Tyron Matthews is going to be up in the air. It's going to be kind of – they're in a tough, weird spot. So. That, uh, are, we, are we recording? Yes. All right. So for Warner Brothers podcast, this is Kyle and Keenan. I didn't. I realized we did the cold open. That's a throwback. That's a throwback. That's a Warner very. That's a very throwback. I like it though. I do, I do like it. I do like it. But Warner Brothers podcast, Kyle and Keenan. Kyle, the older brother, Keenan, the younger brother, Keenan. How you doing? We're um, talking Odell. We're doing, talking Odell I was going to say, we're, we're jumping right into Odell. I'm good. I'm on the edge of my seat. I've been talking with Austin about this today. Odell Beckham Jr. needs to come to England. What? You said you're on the edge of your seat. Edge of my seat for Odell because I want, I've want i wanted Odell for the last five years. So, well, when the Odell rumors started, I don't want to say five years because he was in the mix of, midst of being great in New York. But when those Odell rumors started, I wanted him to go get the Patriots to go get him. It's been since because I've wa- since Randy Moss, I've wanted that big time receiver, and then we heard rumblings of Calvin Johnson possibly getting traded at the at that deadline a while back, and obviously that never happened. So he retired early. There was Larry Fitzgerald a little bit. Um, there may have been an Andre Johnson if I remember correctly, way back. But there's just been like. There's been hoopla around big receivers possibly going to New England, but they never had them. I mean, obviously they won championships regardless, so I'm just wanting that big receiver, and Odell's my favorite receiver in the league. So that yeah, we together. Had Antonio, we had Antonio Brown that one game. We had Ocho <laughs> at the end of his career. That one game. I really me. thought Calvin Johnson would have happened. I, the two I thought would have happened were Fitzgerald and Calvin Johnson. Because, yeah. I mean, and Calvin Johnson, he retired. It's his parallels to Barry Sanders are crazy because they both retired about ten years in at their primes. Basically, like Calvin Johnson, I, I, you know, if he would have played another eight more years, I wouldn't be like if he was still in the league now, I wouldn't be surprised that he's in the Hall of Fame. 
it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I mean, both for the Lions, both had minimal playoff success because of the fact that they're on such they're on such bad teams in the organization. Like Calvin Johnson's last year, he was a Pro Bowler, had eighty eight catches, twelve hundred and fourteen yards, and nine touchdowns. His last year, people were making jokes when he was uh, when he was inducted this past summer into the Hall of Fame that. Now that he's a Hall of Famer, he could just come play for Belichick or something like that. <laughs> like he's still eligible because he he looks like he could still play. I bet he's probably in his mid thirties. But yeah, no, nah, it'd be good for us to get uh you know once a receiver who was once great, you know who looked like. I mean, I still think if he, his career ended today, he's probably a Hall of Famer just because of those like four years for so so elite and so exciting. But um, see, I don't because it's the NFL Hall of Fame. I think he has Hall of Fame potential, but I don't think he would. I don't think he'd ever get in because I think you would. They would try to paint a narrative around him being semi diva, and I don't think he'd done. He's done enough. Personally. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know about that because the NFL has quite a. They're pretty lenient to the players who have short windows, but those windows are high peaks. You know what I mean? And uh, I guess because you know, it was only three. <laughs> it was only like a three-year sample size, and then he had a couple. He had a couple more, but like really, you'd be putting be him in off of three years, really. Yeah, and that'd be borderline. If it was like, you're probably right. If it was like five seasons, he probably gets in. Like no matter what, no matter what the playoff success is, like it's probably about four or five that it takes. Because he had a couple thousand-yard seasons with like seventy-five catches, but that's nothing crazy. Like his first three seasons are. Over 1,300 yards, 90 catches, over 10 touchdowns every season, which is obviously the best start to a career ever until maybe like Jamar Chase or someone could possibly break it. But like those three years together, I think he was the quickest to get to everything unless someone broke it recently. That's kind of the case too in, uh, in the NBA with Derrick Rose. Like it looks like, and who knows because. He's playing really well as of late in the last couple of years, but it looks like he'll be the only MVP to never make the Hall of Fame. But like, if he has this whole second sit of, you know, like a Manu Ginobili type six man run, like if that were to happen, I think that's the way he gets in. But yeah, it's good I, to see him kind of turn his career around. It's, it's hard. Like Grant, Hill. Grant Hill kind of turned his career around and stayed healthy the second half of his career too. See, it's hard for me. I think like when you think Derrick Rose, I think Hall of Famer personally. Like I just. Again, the because the NBA Hall of Fame is obviously much harder to get in, or much easier to get into than the NFL Hall of Fame. So I, I could see Derrick Rose being a Hall of Famer, but it's you know it's on that borderline just because he's of how he's probably got three elite seasons and then the injuries hit him for probably took a good three seasons out of him. Oh, for and sure. Had that, and then they had that decent season where. Uh, they lost to the Cavs. I don't know if it was the conference finals or semifinals. I think it was the semifinals. I think, it was, I think it was the semis because he but, had a game winner. Then LeBron hit one. Yeah, that was a good series. That was a real good series. Yeah, he had. Um, he basically had. He had his rookie season, which was a very good rookie season. Then he had two really good seasons, and then halfway in the 2011, he only played 39 games that year because of the injuries. And then from that point on, he was that literally. 2012? That was in his injury was uh, 2011. Uh, he played 39 in 2011. Didn't play in 12. Then 13. Played 10 games. 14, 51, 15. Wait, 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 wait. That can't be possible because 2011 is the year they made it to the conference finals. Well, no, I'm saying right here is it's what it's saying on this. I think it may be the 2000. 2011 was his MVP year. 
No, 2000, yeah, 2010, 2011. Sorry, the 2011, yeah, 2012, but I was, I was saying from 2011, like that season. 2011, 2012 season. Right, right, right. But, uh, you know, it's an interesting case. I, like I said, I could see him if it was like the Manu Ginobili type six-man impact. Like if he won like three awards or something like that, that could possibly get him in. But, yeah, no, I mean, those, those first three years of his career were... Yeah. Electric. He he reminds me. I don't want to get too much on it, but he reminds me of Iverson finishing. I saw some highlights of him the other day, and I was like, "Damn, that's kind of comparable to Iverson." You know? Yeah. No. But, I was say Rose was phenomenal. Rose was so special, but I mean, he's still kind of special in his own way. Like he had, like I mean, he dropped fifty a few years back. I actually watched the tail end of that game, but like, so he still has those moments, and he can still have those moments, and he's fitting in a beautiful role right now in New York. So. It's kind of their closer and just uh, playing actually really good minutes for him. Back to the NFL and back to uh, the Patriots because that's always a main top. Did you get to watch the game this past weekend? Um, I didn't get to watch much of it. I had on NFL Red Zone, so I was able to see more than just the highlight. I saw all the highlights, but I was able to see more than just the highlights, but I didn't get to see the game in full. I actually was watching football. Shout out to Jared Hussey. I was watching football with Jared. He's from a uh, he graduated with me. Word, word. So, you know, you didn't see this game in full, but this defense is for real. Like, we're only a half game behind the Bills. I'm, I don't know. It's starting to feel like the old days a little bit. Just a little bit. We're, see, we're, right, uh, we're right there in the hunt. We're right there in the We're We're almost guaranteed to make the playoffs. We've got to go like four and two. We'll get us in. We, and this this defense is like not dominant, but pretty close. Like we're t- you, can't, it's hard to score on us. They're athletic and they're well coached. Like they've turned it all the way around from their first four weeks. Uh, it's a it's a damn near dominant defense. Is what I'll say. I'm not gonna go all the way to dominant yet, but it's getting there. It's getting there. The defense. Look, I was gonna say from what I've seen, the defense looked really good. Obviously, I watched. I've watched. I think four games, and then watched the. Uh, I watched the Cowboys game. I watched the Bucks game. I did. Let me think. There was a couple. I think I was either tuned in or I was able to see a couple other games. And from what I've seen, even the Cowboys game, their defense was eh. But still, you're playing against a really, really good Cowboys offense. And then against the Bucks, obviously the return of Tom Brady, they played well defensively. And everything I've seen, they played well defense. The defense was never my issue. The issue was always offensively, can we score enough points to win games? That was the only concern I have, and I would still, Odell would solve the number one wide receiver what I've been asking for for three years. That's the only thing I've ever asked for. It's just, can we have a number one? A guy on the outside who on third down can go win a matchup. That's all I have. And that's, that's the thing I'm telling you right now, though. This defense is to a point where it doesn't even matter what the offense is doing. Like, teams cannot score on us right now. Teams are having trouble moving the ball. We're getting turnovers. You can guarantee this team's going to cause you two turnovers in a game. Um, It'll be more interesting to see what we do going forward now that this defense is fully healthy against the Bills and like the better teams. Just I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be a fun stretch. We've got two December games against the Bills. we got the Browns this week. Uh we're catching the Browns at the right time. I don't think Nick Chubb's playing. I think they lost both of their running backs uh, to COVID. Is that yeah. true? Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, they possibly could be back. P- 
Possibly. So since Nick Chubb and their third stringer now, because Kareem Hunt's out, Felton have COVID, but they both have the vaccine. So if they test they test negative twice within a 24-hour period, then they could play. If not, then Kareem Hunt's on IR. Those two would be out. So it would be De'Ernest Johnson, who actually looked good in his one game that he played this year. So they have a solid backup. They kind of are like us, where we have people who can plug and play. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have Stevenson, we have Harris, we have Bolden. We, so we have people who can plug and play. Obviously, he's not Nick Chubb, but he's someone who is still a formidable running back for sure. Yeah, man, I mean, shit. But, we got Dave Harris. We got, uh, yeah, this not is, Nick Chubb's good. Belichick team. This reminds me so much of like Brady's early years. Like we were a run control offense. Mac doesn't make too many mistakes. Obviously, got picked off by Gilmore in the last game. But, uh, you know, he's so smart with the ball. I didn't like seeing that. Yeah, right. It kind of hurt because, you know, Gilmore's obviously still got it. But well, I was just like, you know. if you just, if we had Gilmore, do you know how much better we'd even be than we already are? Like, if we have Jackson and Gilmore, and then, uh, I don't yeah, like we somehow, We would somehow be better. But I'm telling you, this defense, we really aren't even missing them right now. We really aren't. Like, we, we are tough to score on. That's why, like I said, going into last week, and I'm even more confident saying it this week, I'm not even worried about the Browns game. I'm, Booking it right now. We're winning Sunday. The uh, next five-game stretch is going to tell us a lot about this Patriots team. Obviously, they beat a they beat a Panthers team who got hot early with a good defense, but Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. Obviously, the Chargers win's a good win, but they've also been spiraling. And then that, the Jets. That's, a, that's the thing, though. That's the thing, though. That's the thing I'll say, though, because you didn't watch the game. It's not even that it was Sam Darnold. It's that like this defense is legitimately like. Like I said, close to dominant. Like they, it's so athletic, and you can't like our defense just makes plays. Like you got um, McCordy flying around, you got JC flying around. Did you see Jamie Collins' interception? Yes, this past Monday, that shit was insane. Like that's the kind of defense we're playing right now. Like we just have weapons so so far on the defensive end. We got Judon up front, uh, Christian Barmore creating problems as a rookie. Like we just got it on all three levels, and it's clicking. Like oh, I I understand. Be- I understand that. Like. And when you have a good defense, a really good defense like that, you make you make the average quarterbacks look really bad, and that's what we did to Sam Donald. But I was just saying, because Sam Donald, regardless of how he started the season, has been playing like garbage. Like, he's just been playing like, he obviously got replaced by P.J. Walker in a game. But, he has, but hey, some of those plays, it wasn't even him. Oh, it was Definitely, I mean, the defense, making, the defense making plays. But this next... After the, we got the Browns, the Falcons, the Titans, the Bills, a bye week, the Colts, and then the Bills. That Even the first th- four games of the Browns, Falcons, Titans, and Bills will tell us a lot about if this offense and defense together can compete and beat the good, really good teams in the AFC. Because really the class of the AFC right now is the Titans and Bills, and we see them in two weeks. And, uh, yeah. And the Bills just lost the Jags by put up six, and the Titans Titans are without their number one running back. So, yeah, I'm gonna gonna go but they still, but they still won. I was gonna say they I'm beat a go really good Rams team. I'm gonna go through that stretch right now, real quick. Browns, I think we win. Patriots, Falcons at Atlanta the Thursday after. So next Thursday, I think we lose that game. That's when I think we lose. I think we beat the Titans at home because I don't see Ryan. We've seen Tannehill in the division before. We know what a Ryan Tannehill without a good running back looks like. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they that'll Adrian be... Adrian Peterson. They have Adrian Peterson, old Adrian Peterson. It's not... 
So, uh, no, I'm just, um, he's just near and dear not to my Nick heart. Charlie, yeah. he's, near, he's near and dear to my heart. That's the only reason why I say true, that. True that, true that. Go look up some old AP highlights. He doesn't say, if, that's not our, that doesn't have to be our throwback for the week, but that is somebody watched from Oklahoma all the way until, honestly, 2016, I think it was. Phenomenal. Man amongst children. Man amongst children. Hall of Famer. So, so Browns, I think we win. I think we lose Falcons. That's one, though, we, sh- you know, I think we're the better team there. But the Falcons... You know, they're still kind of in the hunt of things. They're at four and four. So Browns, I think we win. Falcons, we lose. Titans, we win. And I think we split the Bills games. And I think we definitely win the Colts games. The way Carson Wentz will just throw you three or four a game, uh, that's that's going to go unsuccessfully against this defense. So I think we win the Colts game for sure. And I think we split with the Bills. And then we got the Jags and Dolphins after that. Um, I would say, I would say Browns, yes. I would say Falcons, yes. I think we lose to the Titans rather than the Falcons. I don't think um, we lose to the Titans at home with no Derrick Henry. We ain't losing that game. Tannehill's not. Tannehill's not. I don't know. I don't see Tannehill leading against this defense going into New England. I mean, we've seen that before. See, we know I what would, Tannehill is. See, I, would say, I get that well, for sure. But, I mean, they just beat a really good Rams team. So, I'm that's... Like, that's they true. Play. I'm, saying, I'm saying Belichick with this defense, Belichick having the history... With Tannehill that he has against the Dolphins, I don't see I don't see that happening. If there if this had Derrick Henry, I would say yeah, that's a win for the Titans. But no Derrick Henry, that changes a lot for me. It'll be it'll be interesting to see because we'll have two more weeks to see how the Titans fare without Derrick Henry. Obviously, obviously they got a big win last week. Their next two games will really show if they can play without Derrick Henry or if that game was kind of just like catching lightning in a bottle with Matt Stafford throwing pretty much two pick sixes. But obviously that defense created those plays. And then one of them. Um, any given Sunday out there. Any given Sunday. For sure. It'll be interesting to see how they the Titans fare over the next two games. I think we lose that week 13 in Buffalo on Monday night. I think we lose that one. We have That's the one I think we win. I think we win at... I think we win at Buffalo, and I think we lose at home. See, I don't know I, why. See, I, I personally think we lose at Buffalo, and then we lose to the Titans. So we lose back-to-back games, and then we win the next four. I think because I think the bye comes, and then I have Belichick off of a bye, very good, even though we have to travel to Indy. It's a dome. We'll Let be me fine. Say then we'll have the Bills, Jags, Dolphins, and that would leave us – that would leave us six and two over that stretch. I could see, yeah. I mean, I had us about ten and six or eleven and six, ten and seven. So I would say that would make sense to me. Two things to that. One, if we go back to back and we win the Browns and Falcons game, I don't, I don't even know where our next loss would be after that. Because if we can do that with a rookie quarterback, the Sunday, Thursday back to back again, Falcons no joke right now, no nothing to sneeze at, kind of thing. That's a classic kind of hangover game, I guess, especially that close to one another. If they can win those back-to-back, I don't know. They might be, by then, that might be the most dangerous team in the NFL going into week, what would that be, 12, Uh, 13? That'd be going into week 12, going into the Titans game. Going in on like a five or six game win streak, um, that'll be nuts. And then you, you know, talking about the record, 11 and 7, 11 and 6, this and that. Did you see Brady's trying to, uh, Tom Brady's trying to like lead a charge against the 17 game season for next year, I believe. Yeah, he. Which I don't see it happening, but I would be more than okay with that. He doesn't. I was gonna say he didn't want it to begin with. Hey, so I was gonna say, I, he just never wanted it, and then just. 
it obviously happened. So, I mean, it makes sense that he'd be leading against that right now. Few things in life are perfect. Sixteen game season was perfect. Yeah, it. I was gonna say it just felt right, and then I I love the addition of the seventh team in the playoffs. I do love that personally. I first I didn't, but I do love the intrigue of there being three games. I would say, and then the number one seed is really really important rather than having just the one or the two. So I do like yep. that. I do. I really do like that. Um, See, I was kind of with you. I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't think I was gonna like it at first, but more football on, on Wild Card Weekends never bad. Yeah, no. And they're actually they're actually moving one to Monday night this year. So yeah, which was all, which I also like too. Um, the only thing that possible, and it's been nice so far because the two years that it has been has been a lot of teams could make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So like last year, I believe a ten and six team. I believe it was a ten and six. I can't remember what team it was. Didn't make the playoffs, but there was a team at like nine and seven, ten and six that didn't make the playoffs. The years yeah. it will not. The years it'll kind of suck. Will be the years that the ba- a bad team makes the playoffs. But at the same time, if you're a really good team, you should take care of a bad team anyway. So that doesn't matter. And it's obviously any given Sunday. You never know who gets hot. But yeah, you you always have those years where someone randomly makes it in at eight and eight, seven and nine. Yeah, you um, have that, and then Seahawks famously there. upset the Saints as a seven and nine with a beast quake run by Marshawn. I was gonna say with one of the greatest runs you'll ever see. Marshawn, Maybe the greatest run you'll ever see. That's one guy I wish we had on the Patriots. He's like, he's probably my all-time favorite running back, Marshawn Lynch. Say, as there. I said, mine's AP. I, I I've always loved AP and Corey Dillon. Those are the two running backs oh, that I've and Jamal Lewis. I'm just think I'm thinking of running backs now. I've loved Jamal Lewis, Corey Dillon, Adrian Peterson, and Le'Veon Bell. So Hey, I want to do a whole segment on this, but let me get it let me give it to you right now, all right? Okay. It's off the top of your head. So and you I'll let you pick the league right now without even knowing the question. NFL or NBA? NBA. All right, so NBA. Had this idea with uh, our boy Esteban Ramos, a.k.a. Steve. Shout out um, to Steve. Shout out to Steve. So, I want your favorite mainstream players in the NBA. And by that, I mean, like, the obviously famous players in the NBA. You're LeBron James, you're Steph Curry's. Yeah. You know, players like that. And your favorite underground players in the league. So, an example of that would be, like, one of my favorite players is Joe Ingles, who's a yeah. role player for you guys. <laughs> you've yeah. always, lo- you've so, always loved yourself some Joe Ingles. Give me off the top of your head, and we can do a bigger segment on this where we actually write it down and like think about it, because you know I could probably go days with it. Give me yeah. three, give me three mainstream players you like, and give me three underground players you like. Mainstream yeah. would be Steph, Lamelo, and I don't know, probably Lonzo. Those would be my, those are my three favorite players in the league. And those I'll are say all Lonzo. Mainstream. I would say Lonzo's underground. You would say Lonzo's underground. Okay, so then he's in the underground. Because if Lonzo's underground, then he's in the underground. Definitely Steph, definitely Lamelo, and Kev. Probably Kevin Durant at this point. I'm Kevin Durant has started to grow on me more and more over over time. So you just can't you can't hate his game. His game's too no, silly. It's, it's, I was gonna say, as I've said, I mean we've disagreed on this, but to me, I obviously didn't watch Mike. He's the greatest scorer I've ever seen. So like no, I didn't no. like I mean definitely the greatest score of this era for sure. So I was gonna say that's an argument for other people. Like if they don't believe that, that's fine for me. Just because he can thirty-two feet and in, he is a lethal weapon. So he's the greatest score at least I've ever seen because I've watched him live. Michael, I didn't watch live. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if Tyler Hero is underground. Would you count him as underground? 
man, he's Tyler Hero's mainstream. He's got a okay. song in him. Okay. Okay, because I was going to say, he would be like the 3A, 3B with, I really like Tyler Hero a lot. So that yeah, would be. He's, he's probably in between. He's close. He's close. So he's I'll, like. He'll be my I'll bridge. Say, I'll give him mainstream though, because he does have that yeah. Jack Harlow song named after him. So yeah. I kind of got to make him mainstream. I'll have him, I'll have him be my bridge. So it'll right. be obviously Steph, Lamelo, Kevin Durant, Tyler Hero, my bridge, and then I'd have Lonzo. Oh man, I wasn't ready for underground players. Um, he's not in the league anymore, but Kyle Korver always was a guy that I loved for some reason. I don't know why. That's a good one. That's a, good one. That's a real good one. Okay, I'm gonna have Kyle Korver be that guy. He's We're still- taking Tyler Hero out. I guess Tyler Hero would be your sixth man, but we gotta take Tyler Hero out because we asked for three. But that's true. We'll, we'll send to five. We'll send to five. You can give me both. Okay. So um. Now we're keeping oh, that food. We're keeping that three. We're going to expand this list at some point. We'll have to me, expand this list. Give me two other undergrounds. Give me two other undergrounds. Oh, God. There's so many players, but I'm just like thinking off the head, like just looking. Um, right? When someone puts you on the spot, it's like, shit, who do, yeah, who I, was do say, I like? I, was say, I would know this, like talking with you just randomly. I'd be like, yeah, I love this player. Like this player is really good. Um, Surprised you did not say Draymond Green. See, I like Draymond a lot, but he's I like he would be obviously a mainstream player and I like the players I listed more. So True. I was gonna say well, I like him a lot, but he's he's mainstream. You can't say he's not, so we might have to do this as a whole segment next episode. We might do you have people? If lame yours, because I yeah. may be able to think of some off of mine after that, but name who you have. If I could think of three three mainstream off the top of my head, um Damn. See, like now I just kind of it, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I mean like Celtics because I'd be okay. So Jokic, Jokic would be one for yeah. mainstream. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can add. Giannis, oh. I'll, I'll say Giannis. I'll say Jokic, Giannis, and then one like one of my favorite players of all time, still in the league, mainstream. We were mentioning him before we got on the uh, before we hit the record button. Carmelo, Melo yeah. would be one of my mainstream favorites, oh, and for then for sure. underground. Underground, as I said, Joe Ingles would be one. Yep. For my own squad, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is probably like my. I mean, it's gone down now a little bit because he's just. <laughs> he's been rough for him, but before I would have said Marcus Smart's my favorite player in the league. He's still obviously up there, but uh, yeah, Marcus Smart and my and my underground section. Yep. And then, shit, same thing. I feel like I would normally. Have one for you. I'll say Lou Williams for for another legacy one. Lemon who's been around Pepper Lou, Lemon Pepper Lou. But I could I could go I could go on and on. And then like another mainstream one would be John Morant too off the top. Yeah. Like he's definitely one of my favorite young players. Um, one that I thought about Grayson Allen. I've oh I've been a Grayson <laughs> Allen fan. <laughs> Random, I know. Whoa, I've been nah, a nah. I've been a Grayson Allen fan since Duke. So. You and like only Duke people, only Duke fans. <laughs> I, I really like and Grayson Allen. I always have. He's an athlete, can shoot, <laughs> can he can play make a little bit. See, I don't know why I've always been into white players. I guess like I like Luke Kennard too. Like I like because I watched Duke for a stretch of time. Like I watched in Texas. My Texas is the team that I'll support for college, but I don't watch college enough to even say that I'm like. I'm a fan of theirs, and that's the team. But right. like, I, I don't watch enough college to be like I'm a diehard Longhorn, Hook'em Horns. Um, so like, I watched Duke for a while because they got Brandon Ingram, who's one of my favorite players. I really like Jason Tatum. 
I really liked Luke Kennard. I liked Grayson Allen. So like all of them just happened to be. So they just all happened to be there. And that Kennard Kennard was one of the Duke players who was, you know, not trying to trip people (laughs) and stuff like that. No, it's fair. It's fair. One of my favorite memes was when uh, Grayson Allen had like one of his tantrums on the bench at Duke at one time. And everyone was like, when your dad doesn't buy you the Mercedes Benz you want or something <laughs> like that, like some rich white kid prom, because that's exactly what it looked like. Grayson Allen, I've tried to come around on him because I kind of had the same, well, the different experience. I hated JJ Reddick growing up. Like growing yep. up, I really liked the Tar Heels and I liked the Yukon Huskies. I was so like, hated Duke, hated JJ Reddick, hated him even when he was at the Magic. And then like slowly, but I'm trying to think who we played with after the Magic, but like once he got to the Clippers, it might have been the Clippers. I feel like there's a team in between there. But once he got to the Clippers and all that, I started hating JJ Redick less and then don't really hate him anymore. Grayson Allen, still kind of annoying to me. Like I thought it was going to turn the corner in Memphis with me a little bit because I kind of like the Grizzlies and yeah. their fans and that whole fan base shouts to the Memphis Grizzlies, shouts to all Grizz fans. Um, but. Yeah, I can't do it, Grayson. He still just looks like an annoying ass rich kid who wants to punch people on the that, court. See, like, that's, he's fair. Gonna, that's fair. He's gonna do some bitch shit soon. I feel it. Just that's especially after, like, probably tonight too. Like after we just talked about, it. like I see, feel like he'll he'll do something where he tries to like choke Trey Young out. He's got a little rivalry with Trey Young. Maybe he'll go up for a layup in the next game they play, and he'll try to choke him out of the air. I could see him doing that. And he's, he's, I can't even like, defend what, it. Like I can't defend it. Like, like he's actually, you know who he's is, who he's like, and I he's before when I started watching basketball, but he's always been in my life as a basketball figure. Yep. It's Danny Ainge. Every mm. everyone who's not a Celtics fan would hate Danny Ainge in that era. They still do. And if you go if you go watch any clip of like Danny Ainge altercations, it's the same thing. He just looks like a whiny ass rich kid. <laughs> he does. But like thing with thing with Danny Ainge, but I'll give him tough. Like if he's someone was gonna fight him, that's one thing I've come across in these YouTube clips of Danny Ainge. He is always down for a fight. Like anytime someone came at him, he was bad about it. Like he'd go right back at it. Yeah. But not quite the case with uh, today's NBA. Which speaking of that, Kim, what are you? What's your feeling about the Jokic Morris thing? That's my favorite incident. It's my favorite storyline of the NBA season so far. It, is this Jokic versus the Morris brothers? The Jokic brothers versus the Morris. I saw the. Um, I love it. I, I, I I'm not on the table right now. I love it that much. This is exactly what. I come to the NBA for besides as long as the there's end. no gunshots no. fired afterwards, I'm, we're fine. I don't. Th- it won't get to that point. But yeah, I don't th- think it will. Like we don't have any history of that. So yeah, no. There's two things I'm gonna quickly, quickly say. The team in between uh, the JJ Reddick got traded to the Bucks midseason between the Magic and the Clippers because that was the team I think you're thinking of. Okay, um, okay. So that's one and two. Another underground player that's starting to grow on me from seeing him more is Gary Payton the second. I like his game. I like how aggressive he's been. He's an athlete, so he's interesting. I don't know if you've seen yeah. any of the Warriors and him, Gary Payton Jr., but he's our second. Yes, yeah, Gary Payton the second. But yeah, yeah, very, very fun. I, he's a fun player. I definitely got some Warriors thoughts once we get more into the NBA. But keep going, keep yeah. going with the uh, Jokic yeah. Morris brother. I wanted to get those two quick things out of the way. So. I watched the play, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I I I didn't see what ha- I was like. Wait, why? Obviously, Morris clearly cheap foul Jokic. Jokic was like, "I'm not not dealing with this." Do you think, with it, this. And do you then think I, it was a dirty foul, or do you think Jokic overreacted? I think it was a little bit of a dirty foul. 
Because I didn't. I, was, I agree. Because it was the time and place. It wasn't needed. There was not. You didn't need to light a spark in anyone. The game was pretty much. The game was over. Just touch him like that. Like the refs were looking at that point. Like if you just touched him on the shoulder, they're gonna call the foul, and then you go on with your. You everyone goes on with their day. So the foul was very hard and unnecessary. I'm not actually mad for Jokic for what he did. Like I really am not. Like not even with his back turn. Um. No, because it was kind of like a no, because it was kind of a cheap shot on Morris's part. So like, I guess a right. cheap shot for a cheap shot. Like, obviously that's, that's not ex- what. That's kind of how I feel too. Yeah, so it was like a cheap shot for a cheap shot. So I was like, I don't even. It's not ideal, but it's at the same time I'm not like, oh my god, Jokic, why would you ever do that? Like he kind of he kind of asked for it. Like you you did that unnecessarily. You kind of asked for it. And then the Twitter beef between them, I think was absolutely hilarious because I believe the Jokic brother or the, yeah, the Jokic brothers made a Twitter specifically for this. Yo, I wish you could see like how ready I am. To, like this is, I'm not kidding. This is one of my favorite stories of, like the last like five years. So probably. I thought that, so I thought, I thought that part was, great and hilarious at the same time because I like to see the back and forth and now that I'm a battle rap fan all that is is back and forth like like some of it's actually real beef some of it's just back and forth for like almost a not WWE but kind of like that similar like hyping up promoting a fight or promoting a battle rather so I love it I I love it as long as it doesn't get to anything serious altercation and it stays kind of just where it is and they have like a mini beef for the rest of their fine career, love it. Absolutely yeah, love I, it. I kind of disagree with that last part. I wouldn't mind a physical altercation between the Morris brothers and the Yogic brothers. That would be a classic NBA moment. But to take it back to the original question, or I kind of already answered it. I agree it was dirty. I don't think... I think if you first looked at it, like, you know, the regular view from like, you know, that we see on TV... At first, it looks like a bit of a hard foul, right? Yeah. And then it kind of looks a bit like Jokic overreacted. But when you see the replay from the back, like you said, it's a little unnecessary. He kind of he kind of body checks him. A he goes like knee to knee with Jokic. If you look at the replay in slow mo, yeah, goes knee to knee with him, which could you know obviously damage any NBA player's career, right? Especially at the he he was coming in at right. Of but the main part that's dirty to me is he hits him with either his elbow or his shoulder in the ribs. That could when you're exposed like that, when you got your arm up, like if I'm Jokic and I got my arm up and someone gives me, especially if it's any NBA player, you know, they're coming at you 200 plus pounds. In the Morris brothers' case, they're probably in the 230s, 240s. I don't know. Yeah, they're let's right? say they're well put. They're like they're built they're and they're in the, together. <laughs> they're well put together. <laughs> am I 20? Am I 73? Well, you all put together. He's all there. <laughs> no, but they're they're true NBA players. I mean, they're not weak. They're not skin and bone. They're they're all there. So obviously, that's not gonna. That's a man hitting you, not a kid. So the yeah, right. So this guy coming at you with your with your ribs exposed and he hits him in his shoulder. That could have easily broke Jokic's ribs. So Easy. I can see why he reacted. Easy. I I laughed my ass off, and I was not surprised by Jokic's reaction because you know as I list him in my top mainstream players. Yeah. Uh, I watched quite a bit of Jokic. That dude is fucking psycho. Like he doesn't get a call against him, or if he doesn't, if he doesn't get a call he likes, or he thinks something went against him, he will like. There's times where I honestly think he'll hit a ref. Like that dude does not give a fuck, right? So you have that already. He's a psycho. The Morris brothers. If you know anything about the Morris brothers, you obviously have Markeith on your team. Yeah. We had we had Mook. We had Marcus Morris on the on the Celtics, and uh, 
you know, now he's on the Clippers. He's playing on some prominent squads. The Morris brothers want to smoke. Oh, yeah. They're all about it. So all about it. I, that's why at first when I saw, I thought, I thought Keith, I thought Marquise Morris, I thought he was faking. I thought he was faking, you know, flinching up like that. They brought out the stretcher for him too, which was the second best part about that. I would not be here defending the Morris brothers at all because I would call them fake. I'll call them soft, but no, they're really about that action. Uh, he didn't go off on the stretcher. But yeah, I did not expect that reaction from Keith, but I'm assuming he's really hurt. And then Jokic apologized because he said, Oh, maybe I'm custom. Like I feel bad for his head snapping. He back. actually um he has like he has whiplash and I actually don't think he's playing tonight because he's got of whiplash, yo? Uh, yeah. He's got whiplash? Yeah, like I think he has like a le- I think he has a le- whiplash and I don't think he's playing tonight because of it. I want it so I want to be more clear. I just wanna you're telling me Markeith Morris is not playing tonight because he caught he got whiplash from Jokic. Yeah, because like, because the angle that he came in with the, because the angle that he came in with the shoulder, not whiplash. All right, I was gonna say the no. angle he came in with the shoulder, like you could see it, his head snapped. So Jokic gave Marquise Morris whiplash, and he only got a one game suspension for it. Yeah, I was gonna say I could be wrong by that, but that's what I heard is that he has. I'm, I'm gonna look this up right now. David Stern's yeah. rolling over in his grave, though. Yeah, with he how said the Heat Adam were, Silver a one-game suspension. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it says the Heat were more concerned with forward Marquise Morris, who sustained a neck injury after being shoved from behind by <laughs> the by Nikola Jokic. So, so like I think he legitimately like has a neck injury, and I think he's not playing tonight against the Lakers. So. Well, this story gets better for me. That gets better. That just made so, it even better. So that was but, say, so that was legitimately like a hit. So let me keep going here. As you said, the Yokes brothers make a Twitter just to tweet at Marcus Morris, who's the brother of Marquise Morris, twin brother. They yeah. tweet at him. Uh, here, let me read the tweet exactly. I don't know who tweeted first. The Yokes brothers. I think, yeah, I think Marcus Morris tweeted out and then they made it specifically just to clap back at him. So... Oh, shit, they took the tweet down. Oh, did they? You can definitely go probably on Google and find it for sure. Oh, no, they got it right here. Got it right here. They came, so they they were the first to shoot here. So they said, you should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. Your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make it a step further, be sure we'll be waiting for you. The the Twitter account, Keenan, it's called Jokic Brothers, right? Yeah, I I saw that. The name's Jokic Brothers. The at the handle is Jokic Brothers. They signed it at the end, Jokic Brothers, as if we didn't already know it was them. <laughs> so that's my other favorite part of this. You clearly know they don't know what Twitter is or like anything. Like they just they're just getting on literally just to talk, which is beautiful. so. They say that they say that Marcus Morris tweets back. Waited till bro turned his back. Shake my head. No. Okay, so no, they did make it just to reply to Marcus Morris. Now I'm reading. Okay, so yeah, they made it just to reply to Marcus Morris. That's hilarious. And then Marcus Moore says, you got the right ones. Believe that. Like, he's ready for it. He's responded to them. And they said, I don't believe I know. So that means at some point, A, what's going to happen is Marcus Moore is going to try to, like, take Jokic out when they play. And I looked it up earlier. I believe they play in December, like early December, I want to say, is when the Nuggets play the Clippers. So we got to look out for that. And then that well, might cause, like, a- Nuggets Clippers? Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. I was think I was Marcus computing Moore. heat for a second. I know what you're saying. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcus Morris. So I feel like he's going to come back at Jokic in that game, try to kill him somehow, you know, take him out in the air, some shit. Can't wait for it. 
And then I think we're actually, this beef's going to escalate and it's going to keep going. So background, Jokic's brothers. He's, what, Keaton, seven foot, seven foot one? Yeah, he's, he's anywhere from 6'11 to 7'1 in that range. 300 pounds. So he has a brother who's also a seven footer. They're all, I think all three of them are seven footers. One of them is a fucking Muay Thai fighter. So I don't care how tough the Marcus brother, the Morris brothers are, this dude's taking them out. And then the other one's just like another just seven foot badass dude who just like had an attitude problem who... Been to jail a couple times, so these are guys you do not want to fuck with at all. So the Morris, bro- so here's what's probably going to have to happen: the Morris brothers are going to have to get in touch with James Johnson, who's a black belt, who is also that's about people. the. So that's like, their people. That's their people. I think they played. So yeah, if they want to like bring. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I think they play. James I think the, yeah, they're going to have to. Like that's that's, that's going to have way. to happen. That's their only way to fucking beat them. They're because they're not. Yeah, that'd be the three. That'd be the third person. Would be those two, James Johnson, because yeah, like you said, he has belt, a yeah, black belt. You have Marcus versus the other brother, the one with the temper tantrum problems, and then you obviously have Markeith and Jokic because they have to hash it out. It has to be those two going back at I it, and then you have and then you have a three v three. Maybe you maybe you run a boxing night for it because I, I don't know if you saw they have a uh, no, Williams ball. versus Frank Gore. <laughs> I did <laughs> see boxing, that one. That's a boxing match, which I think's hilarious. I did see that one. That one's the, one of the most random things I've ever seen yeah, in my life. I agree. Um, I don't want a boxing event. I want this to just happen after the NBA game. Um, I don't know if you saw. There's a video of the Heat, or sorry, a picture of the Heat waiting for the Nuggets in the hallway or something like that. That looked extra corny. And also the corny yeah. when Jimmy Butler waited until like. Him and Udonis Haslam waited till security got around them to really start talking shit about Jokic instead of when they were all at half court and they could have, you know, really squared up right there if they wanted. Then they started kind of wolfing at him 15 seconds as NBA fights go. You know, that's how it always goes is, you know, when something starts happening, they wait till someone gets in the middle, then they pop off. You know, it's cool. It's cool. But thought that was funny. That's just one of the many layers to the story, as you can tell, that I fucking love. I can't wait. I just can't wait for the story to progress because it's not over. Oh God, no! It's just love beginning. that the made their own um, Twitter account just for that. Like that's the funniest shit. Ever. Uh, listen, and then, that's the best part yeah. of it. Whole, the whole thing. It's not even like, obviously it has to start somewhere, but that's when you know they're serious. I was just like they they just are like. He, could you imagine the anger they're doing while just putting together the whole Twitter account? Like yeah, they're, they're just, probably like, swearing at themselves in like whatever Serbian is, is Serbian a language. <laughs> Yeah, like they're just because obviously they're keeping the same. It's not like you can just hop on Twitter. Like we could just hop on Twitter right now and post a tweet in thirty seconds. Not that it takes a while to make a Twitter account, but you're having to do this the whole entire time, keeping the same energy, figuring out what you're gonna say. They probably plan the rant out. Swearing in Slavic. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that's hilarious to me. <laughs> just the thing. I think that's even like. I want to say there's videos of them like online, like reacting to like, you know, if you just like kicked out of the game or a bad call, there's like reactions of them in the crowd just like being pissed or some shit. They I don't know. Scary. I don't find them. Like I mean, exactly. <laughs> you know, any other fight, I I would probably take the Morris brother. I'd probably take two six foot eight power forwards slash small forwards in the NBA. I'd probably take them in most fights, not in this one. These these dudes look scary. Well, in their Serbian, like they're just—it's—they're cut from a different cloth. They like, scared shit. Like they're—they're they're not, they're not scared shit. of anything. Like Jokic looks Jokic like the lo, Jokic also looks like the weak one out of the group, and he—and you see what Jokic is like. Jokic, Jokic is actually 
meant like he goes crazy and he looks like the weak one like i could only imagine what these <laughs> like his i think his older brother uh, i can't i don't even know what brother this is hey. it's like he's straight out of the military tatted up from head to toe like gee <laughs> not messing with him <laughs> this is the last thing before we can we can move on after this but because i could i could speak for 10 more minutes about this properly but here's a Here's a quick story Nicole Jokic told about his childhood. Uh, his older brother held his arms down and threw knives around his head for refusing to climb a tree. Jokic replied that was a little crazy. So yeah, safe to say those three dudes are not scared. A little crazy. <laughs> like that's that's what you have to point out. Fun. Not just a little crazy. It's like, yeah, it was a little crazy. Yeah, yeah that's all right. And that's, and that's exactly why he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. That dude is psycho, and that motherfucker can pass. Did you see his pass that was like a forcing fastball, or like Rose? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I actually, I didn't. I'll send it to you. It happened in like week one or week two of the season. But he threw like a bullet pass, and the bench reacted like the bench reacted like someone got dunked on. I've never it. seen anybody react, and this wasn't even like an assist either. It was a dish out from the post to the to the corner in front of the bench and he's on the opposite block and he just whips it across and the shit rises like a fastball, like, like a pitcher, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I'll send it to you. It's one of the craziest passes I've ever seen. I love it. But next topic you can pick or we can end it unless you got, I mean, either way, we're at, we're at probably about 45 minutes here. You would know you got the, yeah, we're, about, the we're about, 45, about 45. So, uh, yeah, if you got one more topic or if you want, you know, I'm gonna let you take it from here. Because um, we'll try to find this clip real quick. Yeah. Um. Actually, quick, because you asked NFL or NBA, do you have any NFL players offhand that are your uh, kind of underground? That's a great question. That's a great question. You do you, you give me three of each while I look for this video to send you? Okay. Okay. Um. So obviously Tom Brady, like that's pretty for mainstream. Oh, for mainstream. <laughs> um. Odell, as we've already talked about, is one of my favorite, and Lamar Jackson. Those are my three, probably my three favorite mainstream players right now. Obviously, I have a, I like a lot of other players, but, and my underground are Jakeem Grant. What's up? Jakeem Grant. So I watched Jakeem Grant. The first time I ever saw Jakeem Grant, I was with Ira at Plymouth State College, and I watched him return a kick return for a touchdown. And I was like, who is this guy? And since then, Jakeem Grant has been one of my guys. Obviously, um, Adrian Peterson would be in the mainstream, too. Because I'm just saying it because we talked about him. Uh, so, Jakeem Grant right. is one. Quick question about Jakeem Grant. Yeah? Just because that's like that's Wait. a really random player. That's a really random name. I, you know, I feel like I've heard it. Did he used to be a running back for... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Goddamn. He used to be a running back for the Miami Dolphins. No, the running back wide receiver. For the Dolphins, though? Yeah. Wide receiver okay, for okay. the Dolphins. You will probably Number remember him as a return guy. He also Number would... 25, I feel like. Um, That I'm actually not 100% sure on. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, he was... Let me look here. I was going to say, he played for Miami for his entire... He's played... And then he... Uh, number 19. They went to seventeen, then nineteen, but yeah, okay. and then now he's on the bear, on the Bears. So Jakeem Grant is definitely one of them for sure. A second one, I gotta go through just a list. I just gotta look at the teams, and I'll probably find a two more. Um, 
This is so, like, as you were saying before, just on the spot, it's just random because you're not thinking of your underground players. But, uh, obviously Gronk's not underground. I don't know. I don't, I mean, we're going to have to, I want to actually go through and make maybe like even a top five to ten list of just real underground players because right now. I'll I'll tell you about the, yeah, I was going to say, you'll end up at like 50 players before you know it. Yeah. I was gonna say because right now I'm not, I'm not getting. I can't think of another player right now, and I know I should because, um, one would be Drew Stanton, but he's not in the NFL anymore. That's lo- random. Fuck. Random. That's I know. I really love Drew Stanton. I'm a huge Drew Stanton guy, based upon Madden, and then obviously watching a few of his backup games. So Drew Stanton definitely. That's that's you know what that's the most random player I think of <laughs> any sport I've ever heard anyone say they like. Yeah, yeah I know. But, you know I, what? I feel because I think I feel like I have like some random backup quarterbacks that I like for yeah, no, no reason. No, I like like I kind of like this Mike White dude. Like, yeah, no, Mike he, White's fun. <laughs> He's. Fun. I think he might actually like beat the Bills on Sunday. Like it could happen, but. We'll see. Uh, say, I, the, they shouldn't. I, the Bills should treat this like a playoff game. Yeah, but Mike Mike White's nice. He's he. I don't know. Before he went out with injury in that Colts game, it looked like that was going to be a really good game from him. And you know, just going against the Colts for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that. It looked like I don't know. The Jets respond to him well. I don't know what it is, but they seem to really respond to Mike White. They but, do. Um, I'm a huge so fan of Patrick Dan, Peterson as well. I mean, that? that would probably. I mean, Patrick Peterson. To new NFL fans would be underground. To you, probably is not underground. It'd be mainstream. Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Huge well, I mean, he's, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer, so I think he's Yeah, I would say you think he has to be mainstream. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Patrick Peterson because I'd have to go through because there's so many players that I just... Who's your, so who's your third? Jakeem Grant, Stan. Give me another, give me another underground player. Jakeem Grant... True Stanton. Mm, not looking at this. This is. Give me a random uh, New England Patriot. You got to have a random Patriot that you're a fan of. Oh, I'll give you one right now. I can't believe you didn't say it. Yeah. Your boy, Lawrence Maroney. Oh, well, okay, I was thinking about in the league. No, I love Lawrence oh, no, Maroney. Well, I, was, I mean, yeah, but you okay. said Drew Stan, so I got to give you that. That's that true. one. I was going to say, Lawrence Maroney, definitely. See, I was thinking, I was trying to think of still in the league because, like, a mainstream players, Randy Moss would be on my list for sure. But, yet, yeah, no, Lawrence Maroney. I was a huge Lawrence Maroney guy. <laughs> huge. Right, I'll, try to give you, I'll try to give you three in each category. Not counting Tom Brady, obviously. <laughs> um, I, know, I was going to say, I know you have one. I know one of yours for sure. Sure. We'll go. All right, I'll say he's underground now. I'll say Deshaun Jackson's underground now. Yeah, I agree with that. And you've, yep. 10 years ago, I would say that's, I guess, kind of mainstream. All depends on like what NFL fan you're talking to, I guess. Yeah. Cause that's, there's so many players. So yeah, Deshaun Jackson, I'll put in underground. Yep. Um, shit. Oh, Joe Burrow too is in my mainstream. I love Joe Burrow. I always call him, I've called him the GOAT since he came into the league, even though he's clearly not. I just always do that to make Austin mad. <laughs> it doesn't really make him mad. It just annoys him because I'll be like, yeah, the GOAT's playing. Not Brady, but uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> oh, shit. Who? 
NFL is a lot more difficult to think about because it's it's hard to think of like who's considered popular. You know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. like it's different. Like who's popular in the NFL? It's you know no one's almost really mainstream for stars except for like Mahomes and Brady. You know what I mean? Or a select few. Yeah, of course. So, like Rogers is mainstream and things like that. But like Rogers too. Yeah, we Dak has talk, to be just because he's the quarterback. We talked about Rogers and his controversy last week. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, we, can, no. we can talk about that too. I will give you. So one would be Derrick Henry for mainstream. Yep. Um, I said Deshaun for underground. Yep. Um, shit. I have think? one. I was gonna say I have one for you for underground. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jamie Collins. But yeah, I was I was actually gonna bring him up. Yeah, for say, sure. Doesn't say you've he's been a Jamie Collins fans forever. He's definitely my favorite Patriot. And yeah. then I would say JC Jackson would be on that list too. So he'd be another underground. And if I was gonna go non-Patriot, I'll just go with that three. It'd be too hard to think about right now. So Deshaun, JC Jackson, Jamie Collins, which are three of my favorite underground players. Mm-hmm. Mainstream. Fitzgerald, he's not retired yet, right? Fitzgerald, he retired. Oh, no. See, I think maybe I don't know why. Yeah, like, right? I haven't really seen him, but like, I he also played, don't remember him. Year, right? Yeah, he played last year. I haven't seen him, but I also don't a, remember him announcing his retirement right now. He's, he's a free agent, it says. So maybe New England can go pick him up at the I age of 30. It. I would love it. Belichick can go get him a ring. So, yeah, I guess Fitzgerald would be one of my favorites for mainstream. Um, oh, my, it's huge. hard to say he's mainstream. He's like not even really popular, but he's like definitely a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's a weird one. Ah, uh, shit. Let me think. I like Damien Harris. You're talking about Patriots. I like. I yeah, really like Damien. Definitely Damien Harris. I could go. I go all day about Patriots. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real fan oh, of Damien Harris. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. I forgot about him. He's he's definitely one of my favorite players. Yeah, Julio, Derek Henry. That's two Titans right there. Mm-hmm. But definitely Atlanta Julio. Um, oh, I love. Oh, I'm I'm now I'm just now I'm ranting him off because I'm just thinking of really good players. He would be mainstream for sure. Antonio Brown. I'm a huge Antonio mm-hmm. Brown fan. I love AB. If we're going all time, Ed Reed's definitely up there for me. I guess we'll save that. All we'll all save time. that for the next Ty one. Ty Law. I could, uh, I could go on. Shit. Ray Let Lewis. One, one, uh, one more, <laughs> one more mainstream guy. I know it's crazy how many Ravens. There's, I guess I can't say a lot, but definitely Ray Lewis and Ed Reed from that era. You probably like. Uh, you probably like Suggs too. I do like Terrell Suggs. It's crazy because I, I should probably hate all three of them being a Patriots fan, but yeah. those are three like I respected their game and they were like legitimately fun to watch. And they, I fucking love every. See, like, I shout like I like I didn't like Peyton Manning growing up just because I like Peyton Manning now. But I didn't like Peyton yeah, Manning like growing now. up. I, I hated Peyton Manning. Yeah, didn't like, like him at all. Been, but I did. I always liked Dwight Freeney, and I always liked Marvin Harrison. Yup. Yeah, true. I was gonna yeah. say regardless of like them being on the Colts and being a pivotal part of the Colts. I always liked Marvin Harrison. Always liked Dwight Freeney. Never cared for Peyton Manning. I also liked Edron James. Like I don't know why. Like Peyton Manning. I like the Colts. Just besides Peyton Manning, I really don't know why. That makes no sense. But I liked players in the Colts. I just didn't like Manning at all. I, you know, this is. I don't know why I can't think of shit right now. But I also did uh, like Aaron Rodgers for the longest time. <laughs> now yeah, I like I Aaron Rodgers. I, I did either. not now like him. That's right. I like him more now than like 10 years ago. And he's probably at his most unlikable now. Like he's truly a diva. He's more of a diva than Odell. I would say like, holy shit, the shit he pulled last week speaking, he was talking crazy last week. Like, Oh, 
I didn't even talk to a doctor. He didn't even, he just tried to lie said he's immune, not immunized or whatever. Yeah. Not fucking, not vaccinated. Uh, lied, won't really own up to it. Said he's taking like some crazy medicine. Said he talked to Joe Rogan about it. Like he's saying a bunch of crazy shit. That, I, I didn't pay as much attention to it as I should because I think people were just so crazy about it. But I kind of get it. That dude, between his off season and that, I don't know. I can't imagine what that locker room's like. Like he must be. Yeah. Oh, fucking, I don't know. He's definitely a diva. He's definitely a diva. That's all I'll say. Yeah, he but, he, he really won, I mean, in a different way. He kind of just, the almost the annoyance kind of can remind you of LeBron in a different way, though, because LeBron would have Le, LeBron would have never, like, gotten vaccinated, said he was immunized, and, like, I don't think, <laughs> he wouldn't have done that, but, like, you know what I mean? Kind of just, like, the where they ever, the story has to revolve around them and that yeah, kind LeBron, of... LeBron definitely loves the eyes in the story beyond him. Yeah, so, yeah I was going to say, just been, in different ways, but, like, that kind of... much of a drama queen about it, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he'll trade his team again halfway through the year. Yeah, like he probably, did like, you won't like Westbrook anymore and then get rid of Westbrook. Westbrook's yeah, getting traded. That's what I... That's, yeah, I don't I know. Like I was going to say, we were talking about this before, and I was like, I think the Lakers can get to the finals. Right now, I... I don't think they, I mean, as presently constructed, they probably won't. I thought that they were going to be able to semi-make it work. I was hoping, and I thought LeBron was going to not be the best player in the world again, but, like, I thought his health obviously would hold up more, and I just felt like he was going to kind of change his game a little bit. But at this point, I don't think he needs to. Like, I think Westbrook just needs to go, and they should have. The one thing I did say before, they should have gotten Buddy Heald. Like, that made no sense to me why they would choose Buddy Heald over Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Buddy Heald fits that team perfectly. You still have LeBron as the point. You've got a guy who can go get you 30, like not obviously it's average 30, but can get you 30, lethal three-point shooter, can actually score off the dribble a little bit to go along with Anthony Davis, who if you're going to have to drive and kick or if you're going to throw in the post and have to kick back out, why wouldn't you want a deadly shooter? Like Buddy Heald fits perfectly in that team and in that system. I don't know why they didn't go for Buddy Heald, but they were like, oh, no. Get Westbrook. Okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I think that whole. I don't even know. I want to say the whole nucleus because I think they're going to keep Melo. Obviously, going to keep AD, but Westbrook and a few other players are definitely getting traded before the end of the year. I think. But it's, who's going to take Westbrook? Like it's that's a hard thing. That's going to be somebody, somebody will. Somebody will. You would think you would think, you would think yeah. someone will, but it's going to be just hard. Like, what team's going to really? They're going to have to wait until like right about the deadline. But even it's tough then because ninety percent of the teams think that they're going to go to the playoffs. Like, it's going to be kind of hard to see. Like, obviously the Wizards are not going to take them. I couldn't see the Cavs taking them. Obviously, the the Knicks wouldn't. I'm just going through teams. Like, the Celtics aren't going to. The Pacers aren't going. I couldn't see the Pacers doing so. Uh, I, I really don't know. I don't know who would take him. That's the one thing that's with me that I don't get. I just don't know who would get him. Somebody will. I don't know who, but somebody will. All right. We're, like, we're about almost at an hour. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting really hungry, right? And, uh, I don't, you know, like the, like the Snickers commercials, you know, like you and you. When you're, when you're hungry, that kind of thing. yeah, that, that's real life. Me, it might even be worse than that. I don't know. So, like, I'm getting hungry. So, what I want before we go, yep, got a couple, got a quick 
little music question. Okay. A, A, what have you been listening to? What's in your rotation? And B, what are your thoughts? And what's your, because it's dropping, it would be tomorrow at midnight, Thursday going into Friday. Silk Sonic's album. What's your expectations? I'm expecting top five album of the year. For I that, agree. For sure. Can um, I give you one detail? One detail before you answer the next part. I don't know if you've seen this, I but they've not. released they've released the intro and they released three songs. I did see I did see that they've released three songs. I've listened to latest, latest one just came out last Friday, right? Yeah. The rest of the album is I think there's five other songs. Uh, there so only five songs, and there's so only we're only getting five new songs, and the album itself in total is 31 minutes long. What are your feelings about that? Um, I actually don't mind it. 31 minutes? You and you, you're telling me after all this hype, you weren't expecting like I don't you know, at least a more, album, but you like 12 ex- tracks. You would expect more, but I guess it might be from the fact that when I'm coming, when I'm thinking about albums like this i'm thinking of leon bridges right now and his album is not that long and that's my favorite album of the year which i'm still listening to and that album is 37 minutes and the same obviously in the r&b vein so he's got soul he so his is more like upbeat like theirs is because they're they're bringing that like whole like 70s 80s cocaine aesthetic um his is not this he's not exactly the same like one of the songs actually it's a sample of ain't no love jay-z okay. um okay, so yeah. that's one of his songs on it he has like there's an upbeat tempo to it you can tell he's definitely you can definitely tell he's an old school r&b influence for sure but yeah, because um, the stuff, stuff I've heard from it is like more slow, like more soulful. This was like years ago, though. I haven't heard any. Yeah, of his no, new it's stuff. definitely it's, it's definitely soulful, and it's definitely there's some slower. But he definitely has a little bit more bass in his music, and a little bit more upbeat tempo, and a few of his songs that he has. Um, it's not going to be the same album for sure. I was just meaning like what I was comparing it to was like an R and B album. Like that, that like throwbackish. Like the throwback R and B album. I'm fine with it being in the 30s as long as every song hits. That's the thing. That's the thing with like. That's the thing with like uh, R and B albums like that. I'm okay with them being. I like them being shorter because they're. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with being short. I expected a short project, but having half the album already, we're basically only getting really say, only four new tracks for tomorrow. I was gonna say there's Silk Sonic intro. Leave mm-hmm. the door open and skate. I'm seeing right now that uh, Fly with Me, um, at la- after last night with Thundercat. That's gonna. Thundercat's a good producer. Um, uh, put a smile on seven 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 and blast off. So, and smoking out the windows when they just dropped. That's yeah. banger. Yeah. So I'm hyped for this album. It's gonna be a good album. Yes. Yeah, so that's going to be that's going to be a very very interest. It's gonna be very interesting. I'm really really excited for that. Honestly. The- the moment it dropped, it's gotten it got like a media hype. Like everyone thought it was gonna be as great as it's always it's already been. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I agree with you that it's gonna be it should be insane. I don't uh, think they flop at all. I don't think they miss with those other four or five. I, I don't think I don't think I don't think so at all. I don't So what else has been in your rotation um, besides there's been uh, the Liam Bridges out I'm still listening to that. That's like my that's my favorite album of the year. Um Battle rapper named Lou Castro put out an album yeah. called Revenge. I've been listening to that, like that album. I have been 
I listened to Certified Lover Boy. I've been listening to that a little bit too. And then what's coming on Siri? What? It's grown on you a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Definitely. What track? Um. So obviously, I like I've I like the remorse. I like champagne poetry. Uh, girls want girls is just it's growing on me because before I thought it was so semi annoying. Way too sexy has gone from unlistenable to I can semi tolerate it, but I'm gonna change the <laughs> station probably. So that's cool. I like no friends in the industry. I like love all. Those are the two okay. that are kind of growing on me. I do like no friends in the industry too. That's that's one I've kind of missed. Kind of missed. On. Maybe I'll go back to that album. Yeah, no. The only, I, one I really, only one I really been going back to would be Pipe Down yep. and The Remorse. And there's probably one other one in there that what's the uh, they got me going through. Um, maybe the in, in too deep side. I, I fuck with Knife Talk. Knife Talk's good with Twenty One. Yep. Yeah, so I was gonna say those are the ones. Um, Get along better. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Get along better would be my. No, other you're, one you're like. good. A little bit of J Cole's yeah. album, a little bit of Andy Minio's album that I talked about on here. True. Um, so pretty much that, and I've been listening to a lot of battle rap because I'm I was reliving the event that was a couple weekends ago. So that's kind of been also what I've been listening to too. Okay, that's dope. God, that event event was so good. I don't know why I was going to say people, I didn't like the Loaded Lux because that's obviously the name. That's the name name in like when you're thinking outside of the battle rap community, you hear Loaded Lux and people who like you rap fans are like, oh, I actually know who that is because I don't have to follow Mm -hmm. battle rap to know who that is. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest. So like you see that and that battle was solid, but Loaded Lux first round was good. Second and third (laughs) round was ass. but that battle was great and I've been returning to the New Jersey twerk and Tay Rock battle though that, that one was phenomenal Tay Rock's second round was the best round of the entire night and it was different it's different alright before we go give me give me one of your favorite YouTube videos whether it's a highlight video whether whatever it is as our uh, appreciation segment right here who who are you gonna uh, what video are you gonna choose uh, appreciation segment. I'm going to give a couple because you said um, Vince Carter by Maximilian, his 100, top 100 dunks. It sucks because they had to take it off and then put it back on and the quality of it's garbage than what <laughs> it was before. So that's what sucks. But that that was been my, that was like one of my favorite videos to watch of all time. Repeat um, that again. Repeat the, repeat the YouTube channel and the title. It was... We'll post a link to Vince Carter top 100 dunks and it's by Maximilian. Gotcha. And gotcha. as the Maximilian one that I've watched always has 31,000 views. It used to have over a million cuz I think he had to re-upload it. But there's huh. another one that he has a volume as volume 1, then he has a volume 2 and a volume 3. So all three of them cuz it's Vince so Carter. It really is top 300 dunks. Holy yeah, shit. It's really That's top crazy. 300. Um so there's that I'm a guy who likes to watch games. Like, I'll watch yeah. highlights of a certain player in a game. So, Dwayne okay. Wade's 46, I believe, against the Celtics in 2010 in the playoffs. Okay. That's one that I go to. And then another one would be a Steph 50-point game. Like, honestly, I could name off all of them, like I've wa- I, which is surprising. I watched all of them, pretty much all of them, except for one of his Wizards ones live. I just happened which- to... I happen to tune in. What's that 50-point game? Because you have to decipher. Um, 
Steph versus the Knicks in 2013. That's a good one. And I'll go with that one. And then I'll go with Steph 51 versus the Mavericks in 2015. So you're giving out four videos. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I was giving out a few. So I was just thinking right. about them now. So, but that right. 51 against the Mavericks was fun because they were down like 18, and then Steph took over. He had 26 in the third, and then ended with 51. Like that game, he was on fire. But yeah, in lieu of his 50 point game he had two nights ago. Yeah, all right, YouTube encyclopedia over here. Yeah, I, I was—I like my play. I, I when I have players, I like I like to go in depth with them. So yeah, uh, do you have any videos at all that you think that you no, watch? I, I don't know if you watch YouTube all that often or not. I'll uh, I'll give some videos out, some highlights in our next episode or okay. our, our next podcast. I don't want to call it episode because we can put on a show here. We're just talking, you know. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're enjoying ourselves. We, well, if we do. If we do like an underground mainstream, if we blow that out for our next one, yep. Then uh, yeah, I could I could probably cook up some videos there. I I've said it before, and I said it in the Lawrence Taylor one, and the first time we kind of introduced this. Uh, NFL Throwback has great videos for this, yeah. and uh, even their Instagram. If you want to look up NFL Throwback's Instagram, they'll just post like ten clips of a random player. Love it! Like they pick clips you forgot about, clips that are just like, like holy shit! No wonder this player is amazing for this reason or that reason you know what i mean like and gives you a real look at why players are great so i love being it being us and us being obviously being in people who are going to be on instagram they can be older but they're going to be younger you don't know about a lot of like there are barry sanders highlights that probably slip you that you've never seen before and they'll throw out random ones you're like he did that or like because like or things like uh you sent me the other day that or not the other day probably a couple months ago Hakeem Olajuwon's like a five stat, like five game stat line of just crazy games he had, things like that that oh, people yeah, just yeah. have like no idea about because obviously they know Hakeem's a really good player or maybe they don't know about Hakeem much. About that's one another of the great five. Instagram account. But that's just, another great Instagram account is the Forgotten NBA Seasons one. That they yeah. have they post random stat lines on there and some random clips. Yeah, because you sent me that and I was like, oh, you're gonna see like thirty two seventeen six assists, five steals, and six blocks or something. Like, obviously, I'm not saying a verbatim one, but, like, that's the type of stat lines you'd see, like, this NBA 2K stat lines from Hakeem. Mm-hmm. True, true. Yeah. All right, shit, we're going to leave it there. So that was Warner Brothers Podcast. We'll be back next week uh, after the Patriots beat the Browns. <laughs> Start. Uh, Keenan, I'm going to go eat. You have a good one. You as well. Sure, we talked about the weekend with football and all that, so I'll talk to you a little bit. For right. sure, I'm gonna. I'll definitely try. I'm definitely gonna find a way to watch this Patriots game, or maybe it will be on the channels that here because I need to. I want to see this. Is, obviously, I want to see all of them, but this is a game I need to see. This is a test, yeah, break, and I want to see this test. Break into someone's house if you have to. You know, you gotta, <laughs> I'll break in. I'll. Fi- I'm gonna or figure it out. Or find a legal stream. One of the two. One of the two. Maybe I can go to Buffalo Wild Wings or something. And maybe streaming a game or something. Yeah, if they got Sunday tickets, something like that. They do. But, I right. do know that. Talk to you later. I'm going to eat some food. All right, Thanks see you. All that good stuff. Peace.